You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Well, thank you all for being here tonight. Praise God. We believe for good things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is so good. And we're just blessed. Hallelujah. And we're blessed at all of you that are watching. Thank you that you're there and you're, you're here with us in spirit and you're there connected with us. Thank you for hanging in there, hanging on there with us. So we're blessed. Hallelujah. Believe in God for good things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to share uh, just a message that I feel like God gave me for t- this hour, for this moment, for tonight. Uh, and it's got a kind of a unique little title. It seems a little funny, but it's actually from the Message Bible. That's where I got the little phrase. But Matthew chapter 24. Uh, but anyways, it's called When Labels Are Fables. When labels are fables, and what happens is, is that we have a lot of things going on that, how many you know that the world wants to give you a label? How many you know that they want to label what's supposed to happen? They want to tell you what needs to take place and what's in your life. You know, it's funny, because after Sunday, I was, I was shaking hands, going out the door, and one person shook my hand and said, did you know, he goes, have you seen that crazy uh, commercial? I said, what crazy commercial? Well, the crazy commercial says that if you need anything, call the state of California. I said, yep, that's a crazy commercial. Because, because it was saying that we have, we have all the answers. Uh, let me just share with you. The United States government doesn't have the answers. Uh, the state of California doesn't have the answers. I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. But God has all the answers. Amen. And if you need something, you better call on God. You better go to the Word of God. You're going to do. See, when labels are fables, you need to understand everyone in the world, everything is trying to get you to be in a box. They're trying to label you either this or that. They're trying to put their own labels on you. Uh, and humorously, I always say this. You can put any label on the can, but that doesn't put anything in the can. See, people can call themselves anything they want to call. People can say all things about themselves. But if you don't let God label you and you don't let God put things in you, then you're not going to receive. You're not going to know who you really are. Amen? There's going to be... See, because how we see, we, we see ourselves, and what is the basis that we see ourselves? Amen? I mean... I tell people all the time, you know, when I do marriage counseling, I tell people all the time, listen, you can't look at your parents' as marriage no matter how great it was or how bad it was. And I tell the other one, you can't look at yours and say, hey, this is the way it's supposed to be. No, you are taking two people that are, that are, that are you know, part their parents, part their mom and dad, coming together, trying to become one. The Bible says when you try to become one, you're going to have trouble in the flesh. It means you've got to work this thing out. Amen? And, and, but we get our, our, how we see ourselves from people around us. We see ourselves, our circumstances, our destiny, people around us. I mean, we get our sense of reality. A lot of things from our parents, a lot of things from our education, society, media, and then even from our church, we get things that take place, depending upon how you were raised and, and, and the thought processes that is there. But how many know that we're supposed to get our identity? We are supposed to get our label from the Word of God, and we are supposed to get it from God. Yes. Amen? Amen? I mean... The world is, right now, here's something, the world is working very hard right now to define reality for you and I. They are trying to really define that we are in a new reality. We are in a new normal. 
okay? I understand new normal, okay? I, I'm, I'm San Joaquin Area Critical Incident Stress Team is what they call it now, or support team. We're not stressed. We don't use the word stress anymore because it stresses people out. So it's support team. So we used to be SJ Assist was San Joaquin Area Critical Incident Stress Team, but now we're support team, okay? So anyways, but uh, so I know about a new normal because I deal with traumatic experiences when things are, tra- and when somebody experiences something that's totally abnormal, and when I deal with professional people, what I am trying to get them to do is to come back to a new normal of how to deal in life. So I understand all that. We get to get trained in that every month. We get to look at things, how to see things. But what I, the problem with when you start talking about they want us to get us into a new normal, it's if there was a traumatic thing that happened, then we may need that. But there hasn't been a traumatic thing that has transpired. It's been a force thing around. They want to force us into a new normal. And that's what you can't do. You can't let them label you because they're trying to define the reality for this is real. Let me tell you what's real. Let me tell you what you need. How many of you know that the word of God has to be the final authority in your life? It has to be. We get our identity with Christ. We get our marching orders from him. You know, I mean, you know, you got to understand. I mean, the world, the world's out there. They're all trying to sell you a bill of goods. Uh, they're all trying to get you to buy into what that they're right. And you need to just just get in line and just get in and just just do what just conform. If you just conform, you'd be okay. Well, the Bible says we're not supposed to conform with the world. You know, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, be not conformed to the world. Be not conformed to the world. Now, I, I want to teach you tonight. I don't want to get so excited and start preaching, but I'm going to exhort you, okay? Because there's like a, you know, I mean, it's just, I just, I want to, I want to proclaim it. I want to declare it. I want to shout it from the housetop how great Jesus is. It says, be not conformed to this world. We cannot conform. It says, be transformed. We've got to be transformed. Why? By the how? By the renewing of our mind that we might know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So they're trying to get us to conform. They're trying to sell us a bill of goods. They're trying to uh, get us to buy into what they want us to buy into. And guess what? You will be frustrated. You'll be empty. You'll be disillusioned. You will walk in deception. And in Matthew chapter 24, in verse you know, 5, 11, and, uh, and even in verse 24, Matthew 24, let's look at verse 5 first, and I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. He said this, he said, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah, they will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. They're going to try to deceive you. And I'm going to talk about this. Three times it talks about deceiving. Jump down to verse 11. It said, you know, because in verse 6 it says, don't, don't panic. So many people are panicking because they're so afraid to die. And verse 11 says, and many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Amen. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Got to have some endurance. But it talks about deception. There's going to be those that are going to talk about this. Thus saith the Lord. It's going to be a deception of some things. He goes on down. If you go down, if you jump down to verse 24 with me. He said, for false messiahs, false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders. So as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. See, I've warned you about this ahead of time. So if he's warned us about a hit, we are living and living and seeing scriptures being fulfilled in our, in our lives right now, just right before our lives. We're seeing it. We're seeing all these things that are taking place. It's amazing what you're doing. But see, what happens is don't let anybody define reality to you. 
Don't let anybody label you because labels, when labels are fables, it's when they try to say, well, this is everybody's doing. I don't care if a thousand people say up is down and down is up. That doesn't make it right. I don't care if a million people say this is evil and evil is good and good is evil. And that doesn't make what they're saying right. You have to, what says right is the word of God. So we've got to understand that there are a lot of labels that are fables, okay? This is, we can't believe in it. It's amazing, the disciples, you know, we share about when, the, when they came and said, the tomb's empty, and the ladies were all excited, like, I don't believe it. Then Jesus appears to them, I don't believe it. You know, it's amazing. You know, the two guys walking on the road to Emmaus, they, get the, they come back and they go, man, let me tell you what he did, what he said, what? And they go, oh, we don't believe it. It's amazing. I mean, come on, they walked with him for three and a half years, saw miracle after miracle, signs and wonders, supernatural thing. Saw him walk on the water. Saw him feed 5,000 one time, 4,000. That's just counting men. That's not counting the women and children. So it was a lot bigger. Okay? They saw him open the blind eyes, the lame to walk, the deaf to hear, and, and the mute to speak. Amen? They saw him raise the dead. I mean, John said it like this. If everything that Jesus did was going to be written, not even all of the books in the world could be, can contain it. He did something supernatural every single day. And they still, I doubt it. I don't believe it. And yet the world can say, y'all going to die. Oh, I believe it. I'm sorry. That's terrible. We declare the word of God. Well, pastor, I don't know about that. That's an old book. Yeah, it is an old book. You know, hallelujah. But we got to do like David said. You know, it's Psalms 3. David said this in the New Living Trans, or not in the King James Version. He said this. Uh, he said, Many are they that say of me, There is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are my glory and the one who lifts up my head. Hallelujah. See, we need to believe what the word of God says about us, not what anybody else is saying about us. And everything that we need to understand and know what we say needs to be based on the word of God. Because here's the thing. You need to believe that you know the truth. Do you really believe that you're born again? Do you really believe that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you're saved? And you really know the truth. If you know the truth, then you don't care about anybody else coming against you for the truth because you know the truth. You just laugh. When you know you're right, you smile. When you got inside information, it doesn't bother you. Proverbs 14, 15 says this. It tells us that the gullible believe anything they're told. The prudent shift or sift, excuse me, every word. They will sift and weigh every word. If there was ever a time when God's people need to be discerning, today is that day. This is the message Bible, okay? Proverbs 14, the message. Today is that day. Now, Romans 16, 19 of the message Bible says, I want you also to be smart, making sure every good thing is the real thing. Don't be gullible in regard to smooth-talking evil. Stay alert like this. Now, go with me, if you would, over to 1 John chapter 2. Hallelujah. If you don't get anything else, get this, get these things right here. You know, I want you to know that if you know Jesus Christ, you know the truth. If you really truly know that you're born again, then you know the truth. Don't listen to say, well, yeah, but these guys are, they're expert doctors. They're expert this. They know. I don't care. You don't get your information from experts. You don't get what you know from experts. You get what you know from the word of God. You get what you know on the inside. They can be an expert in their fields. That's great. That's wonderful. Thank God we can gain knowledge. But truth comes from the Bible. 
Okay, truth comes from the Word of God. You've got to grab a hold of truth. Amen? It's amazing to me, hallelujah, that as we look at these things, as we see this, you know, that, that we want to allow uh, people who aren't saved, people who have no, no light in them at all, that we're going to get our information from unsaved, ignorant people. Sorry about that. I don't mean to be rude or obnoxious. I'm just telling you, time out. You know, do you ever ever knew the answer? Where are you getting your information from? I got my information from the Word of God. I'm basing everything I say and do on the Word of God. And I'm also basing it on right here, 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 and 27. I'm going to just quote it to you out of the King James Version, both of those, and then I'm going to read it out of the New Living. Because 1 John 2, you know, chapter 2 and verse 20 says, but you have an unction, the King James Version. You have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Isn't that wonderful? That word all means all. See, you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Verse 27, you have an anointing that abides within you that you need not that any man teach you. That same anointing that is in you will teach you all things. That doesn't mean that we don't need teachers. That doesn't mean that we don't need to learn about things and and we learn about what's poisonous snakes, what's poison not to drink. That doesn't mean that we don't learn knowledge. We just don't ever let knowledge begin to bring and knowledge be more truth than the truth of the word of God. See, when you let knowledge rise up and your knowledge is something, well, I just know too much now. That's why they say the Bible's obsolete. I know too much. You know, Noah couldn't ever build an ark, big, an ark big enough to hold all those animals. I know too much about this. I know how this was. And I, I Googled it. And I got this. And, and I did this. And I Googled this. And, and I found out. And I studied this. And all they did was they Googled it to let somebody else tell them. They chose to get brainwashed by somebody else's thoughts process instead of getting brainwashed and getting the word of God. See, because it says that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. By what? By the word of God so that we'll know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen? Now, let me read it to you out of the New Living Translation. He said this, but you are not like that. For the Holy One has given you his spirit and all of you know the truth. It's amazing how the church just lets everybody else tell them truth. Come on. So wait a minute, what about the Bible? Well, yeah, but but, but the doctor said... But, but the doctor said, but this is what they said. But this is what's going on. But this is what Aunt Susie's talked about. This is what Uncle Charlie said. It's amazing to me. And we've allowed, we've allowed everybody else around us to tell us what is truth or what we need to do. And it's time that we can't do that anymore. Everybody that's around that's talking and leading in our nation right now, and everything, they're not speaking truth to us. Because here, here's the thing. Anytime somebody tells you that you need to do this and they tell you, because it's, you're going to die, you're gonna, this is going to cause a pandemic, it's going to cause all these crazy things if you do all these, that's fear. And fear has nothing to do with God, period. So anytime somebody's leading you by fear, it's wrong. It's wrong, period. Says, so, well, can't you tell us about being cautious? Yeah, sure. You t- Listen, here's what's going on. Here's what's happened. Is this real? Yes, it's an epidemic. Yes, it's all this stuff. But if you, you know, you can't be in fear, it's just like every other epidemic. You do realize that if you study and you look at everything, that the same amount of people that died last year and, and up to this year is the exact same amount of people that have died in all of the years past. In every year, there's nothing, there's no bigger numbers. Don't let anybody tell you that. It's just that COVID eliminated everybody who died from the flu. We no longer have flu anymore. 
So don't tell me that. I mean, that's from the world, you know, the who and, and the CDC. Look up all the things. That's what it says. Their statistic is the same. But we want, they want to tell us, oh, no, no, Pastor, look at this. Yeah, you can look up, you can, you can look up all different, fabricate things. But if when you look it up, you go, wait a minute. This is what we're doing. But see, what happens is, is that anytime you bring fear into the, into the equation, you just side it in with the enemy. See, the fear of God, and God tells, God gives us wisdom. Listen, if you take a shower, if you get all hot and sweaty, and you go outside and it's a cool breeze, you're going to catch a cold. You're going to get a runner. You're going to get a fever because you were an idiot. <laughs> you didn't cover your head. Everybody knows. Every athlete knows you got to cover your head. You, gotta, you know, you do things. You don't, you just, well, I don't understand why this happened because you were dumb. <laughs> And if you overwork your body or you, do, you don't take care of yourself, you don't eat right, I mean, you're going you're gonna to do things. You, you don't go around and, and try to get stuff. It just amazes me. Look at verse 27. In, out, of the, out of the New Living. And I, it sounds like I'm mad. I'm not mad. I'm just so frustrated at all the Christians letting the world tell them what to do. I'm frustrated with people saying, why, well, you just don't know. It's like... And I was like, what do you mean you don't know? I got the word of God on the subject. I've got the word. But look at, all, I look at all these statistics. I love statistics. I love to look at all. That's why I looked them all up. And he said, well, doesn't that, doesn't that cause you? No, it doesn't cause me anything. It caused me to stand up and say, praise God. I just got to believe the word of God. People always say, well, if you had somebody die, if you, had some, if you, if you got it, I had it. I've had somebody die. We're from close. We understand. Listen, that, that is life. Those are things that we stand and we do and we deal with. You know, yeah, we take authority. We're believing. We're exercising our faith. But we are trusting God through the whole thing. Verse 27 out of the New Living says, But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ, and you remain in fellowship with people. You know that when somebody's telling you the truth or when they're lying. You do by the Spirit of God on the inside of you. That way you don't get taken. You don't let them rip you off. Because you know on the inside, it's like, eh, everybody ever talked to that got messed up. And they, I said, but there's something on the inside. She said, yeah, you know, something was just saying, something doesn't seem right. I, I always say it humorously like this. It's like taking a shower with your socks on. Something ain't right. Okay? You can't put your finger on it, but something ain't right. This ain't not supposed to be here doing this, you know? It just ain't working. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. See, now, like I said, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, be not conformed to this world. And I want to really share that. Don't be conformed to the world. We're not. We're supposed to be totally separate from the world. We're not to think like the world. Don't be conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind on the word of God so that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We've got to be grounded in truth so that when somebody comes and says, hey, you got to do this, you got to, or if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. You say, no, that's not going to happen. You know, we've got our mind renewed on the word of God. We're not going to walk in fear. We're not going to be conformed or deceived by the world. Like I said, I don't care if a thousand people say up is down and down is up. That's that. They can believe that all they want to. It's not going to affect me. See, here, here's the thing about it. You need to understand your beliefs and your beliefs are so strong. That's what is going to govern you. We saw that. 
we saw that. I mean, we saw that. And it was such, I, I just, it, it just caused me to stand back in awe because I was like, wow, I couldn't believe that. Because we saw that how they con- had everybody conformed because it was this, but it's the whole world, Pastor. It's the whole, I know it's the whole world. They sent out a million people infected from China and sent it out to every other country of the world. Okay, to, they sent out people who were infected to infect everybody else and to say and get everybody in fear. And the minute they got everybody in fear, it just multiplied. And even if they didn't have it, they have fear would kill you anyways. It will. And they got everybody in fear and they used fear to shut down the whole world. I mean, and that's what they did. Because it, and, but see, the problem was, the problem was, is that they allowed the enemy to come in and Christians allowed it and that was the thing. I don't want another Holocaust. How did they get six million Jews to get on the trains to go? Six million that actually, if they would have stood up and, you know, many of, most of them are women and children, but, which is sad, but still, six million of them just to go without a fight because they told them they were taking them to safety. They told them they had their best interest said, we're going to take care of you. It's going to be good. We got to get you out of here, get you to these better places. And we trust them. Listen, I'm sorry. He said, well, Pastor, you're telling us, no, don't. no, I don't trust. I don't trust anything I hear right now if it doesn't go with the word of God. I mean, I'm listening. I'm trying to figure that. Sorry, I don't. I, lo- I-, I love people and I trust God. I love you. You got to earn my trust. I respect everybody. I respect everybody. I respect our president. I respect, pray for him. Pray for uh, the vice president. I respect them all. Do I think they're there rightly? No, but that doesn't matter. I still pray for them. I'm praying. I'm praying so that the gospel can go forth. I'm praying just like we shared about this HR5 bill and everything else. You know, they're, they're, they're coming at us. We're not coming at them. So you got to understand that. Oh, the, no, they're picking a fight with us. We didn't do it. They're trying to stop our freedoms, our freedoms to preach the gospel. We've got to preach. It, it's not us. It's them. So we've got to stand up and say, okay, you, hit, you guys are swinging, so we're going to swing back. Amen. Amen. We've got to be grounded in truth. You know, there was a time in Israel's history, in Hosea. Hosea chapter 9 and verse 7 says this, and this is out of the New Living Translation. It says this. It says, because of your great sin and hostility, you say the prophets are crazy and the inspired men are fools. The people who really know the truth, well, they're just crazy. They're just right-wing crazy people. That's just that Christian bunch. They're terrorists. Yeah, it's like, you know, everybody gets all terrified. Everybody gets all, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? See, but you need to understand, deception is, you know, in order for this all to work, deception came inside. Deception comes from outside, but actually deception came from inside. We see that in Revelations. We see that in all the churches. Why am I sharing this? Because deception is going to run rampant. They are going to use fear, even in the sense of fear, and they're going to use fear and try to, and they're going to say it's common sense. Because every you got to do, you got to comply. Y'all okay? Yeah. I can't help but that God said, hey, we need to just, and I can't help but we got to stand up and, and shout. All right. Hallelujah. Because, <laughs> you know, I wrote it down like this. The deception can come from the outside of the church, but also from within. In Revelations 2 and 3, when he talks to the churches, Jesus spoke to these local churches, and he made it very plain that sometimes labels are fables, okay, which means they label themselves, hey, this is what's going on, this is what happened, you know, people can often claim to be something that they want to be, but Jesus knows exactly who we really are, 
You know, and we're not trying to come out and, and be mean and nasty. I'm, I love everybody. I pray for everybody. I'm praying for everybody. I love everybody. I'm not trying to cause rebellion. I'm not trying to cause dissension. But I am trying to cause the church to rise up and be the church. I am causing us to stand up for righteousness and truth. And I am telling us to stand up and not be afraid of anything that comes against us. Amen. Hallelujah. You know. You know, I mean, and Jesus always, he commended everybody when they didn't swallow lies. Amen? Remember what he did to the one church, the church there? He said, you hate the Nicolaitans, and so do I. That's a really cool thing. Because you know what the, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans was, is that you can be saved, but you can sin all you want to. You can act like the devil. You can do things. You can just comply. You can just do things. You can just, you know, you don't have any, there's no conscience. And Jesus said, I hate that. Because I told you to come ye out among and I told you to be holy as I am holy. There ought to be a difference. Now you can get all excited about that. You can talk about, well, you're not going to have anybody. You're going to isolate the world. I don't care if I isolate the world. I want, Jesus said, the only ones that can come, hallelujah, are the ones that the Holy Spirit draws them anyway. Amen. I'm going to preach the gospel. Those that come, I'm going to love. I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to help. And I'm going to love them. I want them to do that, you know. So I want to read you a few things that he told those churches because he's telling it to us today. This is for us right now. This is what, what is transpiring, what's taking place. And we've got to be very careful because with deception comes a really wonderful word called offense. People get offended big time. We've got so many people that have got offended well, I must not be in faith because I'm not coming, or I must not be doing this because I'm wearing a mask, or I'm doing this, and people get offended about this and offended about that, and people get offended because this isn't it, and, 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 and you know, people want to yell at you because, you know, you're walking outside without a mask, you know, you're not even, you're by yourself. You know, they want to yell at you, and you're like, okay, I'm not, I can't give myself something I don't have, and I, even if I did, it's me, you know? So it's like, hey, but the thing about this is that everybody wants to have their opinions, and then when you get deceived, you, end, you, you automatically become def- offended because you're mad thinking somebody else is getting away with something. You know, I guess they're getting away with it. And you're mad because you want to get away with it and you're complying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So anyways, Here's the thing. You know what God didn't want us to do? He doesn't want us to be deceived. Three times in Matthew chapter 2, he said, watch out for deception. Because that's what the enemy does is he deceives the church. He deceives us by trying to get us to say, ah, well, you know, here's what's happening. And, and when you begin to compromise or you begin to be deceived, then you believe you're right. I mean, I know people that you talk to them and they could actually pass the lie detector test and you were there, you were in the exact and they think what they saw was right. And they, they, I mean, they believe that. And you're going, I was there. That, was, that didn't happen that way at all. But they believe it. And it's amazing because they've been deceived. That's what they think they saw. Here's what he said in Revelation 2.2. 2. He, uh, you know, he said, consider the following. You have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And have found them liars. Isn't it amazing that Jesus didn't pull back any punches? He didn't say, well, you might be a little bit mistaken. He said, no, you're just a liar. You're getting fights this way, but you got to be nice. You can't do a little King James thing. You, get, get a, you know, you were mistaken. But he said, you, you found them that were not. They said they were, but they weren't. And the Bible says we can test every, what everybody says. We're not judging their hearts. Understand this. I'm not judging anybody's heart. But when you open your mouth and you want to put words upon me, then I'm going to take authority over your words. I'm going to tell you that your words are wrong. 
I'm going to correct your words because I have every right to judge your words. Amen? Because you're directing them at me. Amen? If you're going to direct your words, I know how powerful words are. used to be that sticks and stones would break my bones, but words would never hurt me. That's a lie. Words are containers. They will destroy you. They have wiped people out. They've kept people in bondage. Man, they have done all kinds of things. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, you say that there are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Talking about Revelations 2.9. Those who say they are Jews, but they're really not. They're of the synagogue of Satan. Then he says, there's a woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. And then those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but they lie. Amen. And then there's all of the other ones that say, hey, I'm rich. I'm wealthy. I don't have need of anything. You know, and he said, he goes on to say, they don't even know that they're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Hallelujah. See, because Jesus isn't impressed with our smooth words, our self-promotion, and our rationalization, our excuses, or our false labels. You know, we as a church, we're doing awesome in a lot of areas, and God is moving, and he's touching our lives, and I thank God that, but it is such a humbling, it is such a, on my face before God, and saying, God, we, you're doing this, and why are you doing this, how are you doing, what do we need to say and do so that we can touch this county, so we can touch this state, we can touch this country, we can touch the world. You've called us into the kingdom for such a time. There's a reason why you've called us forth. There's a reason why your hand is upon us. What do we need to do? I don't want to say, oh, we're blessed. Here we're I don't, I'm not bragging on us. I want, I want God to know, hey, Lord, where are we at? What do we do? Because you're not impressed. I mean, you got gates that are full pearls. You got streets of gold. You could care less how much money we got. You could care less how big we are. You just want to know, are you being obedient to the things of God? Are we doing what God says to do? Amen? Because Hebrews 13 says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. He is the one to whom we are accountable. Every word I say, every action that I have, I got to stand before God. You know, every word that I preach, I have to stand before God. When I get up there, it's going to take a little while. I've been preaching for a long time. He's going to have to get say, listen, there's a few things we got to correct here. See, there's not supposed to be any tears in heaven, but the Bible says he's going to wipe away all tears. I know what those tears are going to be like. And I don't want to have many, but I know there's going to be many when I'm up there. Because he's going to say, you know what? You should have done this. You did that. I'm like, I know. I know. I remember that. I was hoping you forgot about that. No, I do ask for forgiveness. He does good. But he's the one to whom I'm accountable for. See, here's the thing. Jesus knows when labels are fables. He knows reality. He's not fooled by all of the smoke and the mirrors. He's not fooled by all of these statements that everybody else is trying to do. Because here's a sobering thing, and this is one of the most sobering statements in the Bible. I don't know if you ever go over to the Matthew chapter 7. We got two minutes. I'm just going to, and I want you to understand, I'm not coming against anybody. I don't have anybody in my mind that I'm coming against. So don't say, you're talking about brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, because I'm not. Okay, I'm going to read a passage of scripture that's going to rock your world, okay? Because it rocks my world every time I read it. And I just want to make sure that I'm keeping my heart. See, we need to keep our heart. What is this? But we need to know that we know the truth. We need to know that we know what God is speaking in our hearts, okay? So don't get, side, don't get sucked into what everybody else is saying. You have to do. You have to do this. Everybody's doing it. I don't care what everybody's doing. I don't care if there's 10,000, 10 million, whatever there is. I'm going to do what God says do. Amen? Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 through 23 
Actually, we're going to read it in 21. He says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. You know, when I read that, and of course in the King James Version, it, talks, it makes it a little bit more clear because uh, he says, I never knew you. In the Amplified Bible, it says, which is really amazing, it says this. It says, I don't know from what house you've come from. I don't know whose house you are. I don't know whose house you are. I don't know where you've come from. I don't know from whose, which house you've come from. You're not a part of my house. I mean, that, that'll rock your world. That's why you look at this and go, well, you know, you're just, people want to bring accusation. It's like, I don't want to bring accusation. I'm not bringing accusation against anybody. My heart is those, we can't let people label us labels or fables. When they turn around and say the whole world, no, it's not the whole world. Okay. Because it's not us as Christians. And we're not going to be deceived. We're not going to allow the enemy to, you know, who has lied and lied and lied. We are not, we're going to take what the word of God says. Amen? And we're going to do what God's word says. It changes everything. Because when you, when you understand this, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 18 says this in the Amplified Bible. He says, for it is not the man who praises and commends himself who is approved and accepted, but it is the person whom the Lord accredits and commends. Here's the thing about it. In the end, the reasoning of men will not prevail. Humanistic philosophies will not prevail. Popular opinion will not prevail. Political correctness will not prevail. In the end, only the word of God will prevail. Hallelujah. And we've got to get people to either deal with reality now or they're going to deal with reality later. And here's the problem. You know, that everyone's going to face reality, but in understanding that is that we're endeavoring right now to help people respond joyfully to the word of God and what God has and what he wants to do. And let's bring back the king. Let's declare his glory. Let's declare his truth. Let's declare faith. Let's get people to get up. Let's rise up and be the church. Hallelujah. Because if we don't, then what's going to happen is they're going to have to react to the word of God mournfully. Amen. See, here's the key, folks. Here's the key. It's 801. I'm going to get done. John 12, 47 and 48 says this. It says, and anyone, and anyone hears my words and does not believe, Jesus said, I don't judge him. I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and does not receive my words or the word of God has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last days. The word of God is what's going to judge us. See, Jesus spoke it. He came, he loved us, but the word is what's going to... So our mission is to get people to respond joyfully to the word of God now, to take the word of God, stand strong, defeat the enemy in their lives, so that later on, they're not going to react mournfully to it. Because did you know that every person is going to declare that Jesus Christ is Lord? They're going to say Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You either do it in this life and you get born again and you get saved and you walk in that victory and you get in that joy or you get to do it after you're saved and it's too late. It's too late then. It's too late then. You're done. 
You know, but everybody's going to say it. Everybody's going to declare it. The word of God declares that it will. But we've got to know, don't let, when labels are fables, and we know that right now, there's a lot of things being said. Don't let anybody, that's when you got to say, that's just a fable. That's just, you know, that's not even true. That's just somebody's made up thing. Because we get our identity in who God is and who Jesus is. Amen. So we've got to. We've got to. Because they're going to do. But here's what's going to happen once they open up the doors and open it. There's still going to be those that are going to be running around trying to tell you what to do and how to do it. And we've got to just say, you know what? We're going to do what God speaks. And we've got to do it with love. And we've got to reach out and we've got to touch lives. Amen. How to, so when labels are fables is when people are trying to tell you anything has to do with fear or they're trying to label you one of this or one of that, you say, no, listen, my label is I'm a child of God. I belong to Jesus and I just trust him and he's got me. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Father, thank you. I just trust that I shared, I shared from my heart because these things you just stirring within me. I just trust that it, it helped and that it ministered words of life to each and every one. That's my heart, Father. We love everybody, but we want the church to stand up and be the church and the church to know that they know the truth and the truth will set them free. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for it, Father. We honor you for it now. Father, and if there's anybody watching this that doesn't know you, they come across it. Father, let the Holy Spirit just grab them. Let them call out uh, unto Jesus and be born again, believing in their heart and confessing with their mouth the Lord Jesus. Father, that's our heart's cry, our heart's desire. And Lord, I thank you for that now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon. 